Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. It's a bonus episode today because we had to focus all of our efforts on the finale of something we've been talking about for months now. Big Brother All-Stars is finally over. I don't know if everybody's excited that it's over or um, sad to see it go. I think I'm a little bit of both. Anna, what do you think? Yeah, it is kind of crazy, though, that we started this podcast with big brother season 22 so you know it's the end of a moment but I think everybody's glad that it's just a moment that is uh sailing on by so we can all carry on and watch some other content exactly I mean overall I enjoyed the season as far as being able to just see people and Mm -hmm. when it started there was not really any new content on tv right live at least so it's refreshing to have that but yeah i it was time (laughs) yeah that i don't know that's usually how i feel like towards the end of big brother where it's like i'm not really watching the feeds as much especially with like a just like the final group that we had this year because it was just like the feeds really weren't that interesting and it's just kind of like all right let's move this along (laughs) I know it's just you almost wish something happened every day just to get it over with you know like we don't need days to deliberate at this point and they probably feel the same way that happens to me every time as well I get super into it at the beginning and I'm like watching feeds all the time and I'm on Twitter a lot Mm -hmm. and then as the time goes by I just start fading out. And that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, I was not checking on things. I didn't even know who was winning competitions because I just quit looking. And I would just watch the the episode on TV. So, yeah, that's exactly what happens to me. I guess it's just because at a certain point, I feel like I know what's going to happen. At least this season. Sometimes it's a little crazy, but not this time. <laughs> yeah, this season in particular was just... Uh... It had a lot of predictable moments, so yeah, it kind of loses interest after a while. Exactly. Well, before we get into the specifics of the episode, do you want to share what beverage you're enjoying? Okay, yes, I would. This is not sponsored, but I gotta share. And I would really love people's opinion on whether milkshake is considered like a drink or ice cream. I mean, it's ice cream, obviously. But, you know, it's like you drink it through a straw, but you have the option of also eating it with a spoon, depending on the consistency. So I don't know if this really applies, but it's really good. My husband, um, (laughs) (laughs) he knew I was really excited for the Big Brother finale. So he went and grabbed me a Sonic trick-or-treat blast. What a great way to celebrate. I know. I was like, you know, it's the end of Big Brother. This week was my birthday. Halloween is in a couple days. It's just, you know, it's like in the middle of the week. Like, yeah, we can push through this and I'm gonna eat all this sugar. (laughs) 
Heck yes. I haven't had the trick-or-treat blast yet, but it looks really good. Maybe I'll have to indulge before Halloween. Yes, I highly recommend it if you are a milkshake person or a blast person. For me personally, I really like ice cream that has a lot of toppings. Like I like to eat a milkshake more so like a sundae, like with a spoon. And this one's really good because it's got lots of toppings. It sure does. (laughs) It is loaded. Yes. (laughs) What a delicious treat. I kind of wish I had one right now. My sweet tooth has been kicking in, but I'm trying to to not feed it. So (laughs) I'm having a nice Chardonnay tonight. Nice. Yeah. Cracked open a bottle. I actually haven't had wine yet on the podcast, Mm -hmm. which is surprising because that's the alcoholic beverage I drink the most, especially at home. Yeah. I prefer white wine. I could do some red, but... White is my favorite, and I like drier wines. Um, I don't really go sweeter than like a Sauvignon Blanc or a Pinot Grigio, but I love Chardonnay. It's my favorite, so I'm having Dreaming Tree. If you see it at the liquor store, definitely try it. It's like $15 for the bottle, which I think is pretty inexpensive for a good wine, but Mm -hmm. not cheap enough to where you think, wow, I'm really not getting anything good. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) So definitely try it out if you're a fan of Chardonnay. If not, I'm sorry. (laughs) We got nothing for (laughs) you. I guess we'll just dive right in. Might as well. Might as well. (laughs) I also have a question before we get into the actual finale episode. Well, I guess we still have to talk about the Monday night episode. But did you watch the recap episode? Or how do you feel about recap episodes on Big Brother? (laughs) I did not watch the recap episode. (laughs) I'm sorry if that makes me a bad fan. But also, it's just... I feel like they don't have enough for three episodes that last week, so they throw that in there. Mm -hmm. It's just not worth watching to me for these unseen moments or partially unseen and then them sitting around a table reminiscing. Yeah. Like, I've been watching this for three months. I don't need to reminisce. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, how do you feel? Yeah, I totally get that. I, mm, yeah, I normally don't watch the recap episode, especially if I'm watching this season live. And even whenever I went back and watched older seasons, I definitely didn't watch the recap because I binge watched the show. So I was like, I already know what happens. For this season, I did not watch the recap episode either. Sorry to anybody out there who's offended. Uh, I did listen to... Of course, Taryn's recap episode of the recap of the recap. Because <laughs> uh, I was curious if I had like missed anything, but it sounded like I really didn't. So I didn't really feel bad about it. Yeah, my opinion is just kind of if it was such an important thing, it would have been in the normal episode. Yeah, and I, I don't really know who it's for. The only thing I can think of is people who don't watch the whole series and they just wait till the finale. That's that's the only thing I can think of. Is there unseen footage a lot of times? Yeah, there definitely were unseen moments from that episode. But yeah, as far as like very important gameplay or anything like that, it wasn't anything really substantial. It's just like, ha, remember this funny moment or this conversation that happened. At least that's from my understanding. If I'm wrong, please let me know. But from my understanding, it was mainly just 
yeah silly moments or something like that yeah and there's nothing wrong with that if you're into that and just want some extra entertainment or want to see a little bit more but I feel like I already have enough episodes to (laughs) keep up with yeah so I don't need that honestly for me there's nothing more disappointing on a reality show that you're watching in real time than getting excited for the new episode coming on that night and it comes on, and it's a recap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Especially if it's like a mid-season break right in the drama. Mm. It's just you are so upset that you got so excited, and now you have to wait another week for a real episode. Right. I I feel like that happened on Survivor one year, where it was just in the smack middle of the season. They decided to come out with this recap episode and I'm like nobody needs a recap episode right now we have CBS All Access people have DVR like people can go back and watch why do we need this recap give me a new episode (laughs) yeah I know Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette last year they pulled that they have in the all the years I've been watching Bachelor and Bachelorette never have they done me dirty like that where It was right in the middle of the season. We had some really good drama coming up. And for some reason, the episode comes on and it is her and Chris Harrison talking about some funny moments that have happened and getting her thoughts on drama that has happened. Mm -mm. I'm like, well, just show us what happens next. I don't need this. I was with you that whole time. Right. I don't need your opinion on the drama that you've already experienced. Right. I have my own opinion. So (laughs) I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of The Bachelorette, Uh the current season that is on, obviously I'm not keeping up with it. You are keeping up with it for me, so I don't have to, which is a blessing. (laughs) Not that I don't like it. It's just like, you know, it's one less show I have to keep up with. And it's more fun hearing it from your side of of the story. But so our friend Elizabeth, who was on our Halloween episode, which if you haven't listened, please go check it out because it's fun. And I mean, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up. There's only, what, one Thanksgiving movie, the Charlie Brown <laughs> one, so to me, it's like... I cannot talk about that for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay, it's okay for you to watch Halloween movies in November, in my opinion. So, yeah, so you can go back and watch those on Disney+. Plus. Anyway, so Elizabeth's birthday was this week. And so we went out to like a bar slash however you want to classify that place in Jackson. I don't know. But we went there with a few of her friends and there's a friend there that she, a co-worker who was watching The Bachelorette and actually The Bachelorette was on that night in the bar. It was like on the TV and she goes, her name is Caitlin and she goes, oh my gosh, it's The Bachelor. I can't watch. Like, she didn't want to get anything spoiled. And basically, she had said everything that you told me about Dale and... What's her name? Carly? Claire? Claire. Claire. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. She was talking about Dale and Claire and that whole drama that was going on. But I didn't know, maybe you know this because you're in in the community. Dale was a Party City stock photo model. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. And so she was kind of like explaining to everybody there, like the drama that's happened and like what she thinks 
I wasn't really listening because I was like, well, I don't know if she's going to say things that are different from what Callan says and I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want any spoilers. So I kind of like left the conversation for a moment and then everybody just started busting out laughing and I was like, okay, what happened? And she was like, yeah, look at this picture. And it was a picture of Dale in like a Party City magazine or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how I've missed that, but I'm for sure going to look that up and send it to my bachelor friends. Please do. Yeah. I mean, you can check your sources and make sure that it's actually true. But uh, yeah, Caitlin deserves, she can, I'll cite her as my source. All right. Wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> that is a great fact. And no, I didn't know that. I knew he had done modeling. And that's funny because when we were watching it the other night, I told my mom, I mean, he is a model. And she said, oh, what kind of modeling does he do? And now I know I can say Party City. <laughs> I don't really know where that falls into, like, runway model, Calvin Klein, like, uh, underwear model. I don't know. America's Next Top Model terms, I think he would fall into the commercial world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not so much the supermodel. It's always really painful when they tell you, you know, you look too commercial. <laughs> It's never a good thing. That's what every girl and guy wants to hear. You look average. <laughs> right. <laughs> you look like you should be selling balloons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Too good. Wow. Yeah, a lot has happened. And I do believe that the upcoming episode of Bachelorette will be Claire's last. So I will have to update you after I watch that. Please do. I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of... Um, <laughs> Back to what we were actually here for. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, whatever. We're back to the big brother now. Um, <laughs> this is it. This is where we are. Oh, recaps. I was trying to figure out how we got here. Recaps. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you know, we talked about the recap episode and how that, to me, doesn't really give a whole lot. But even more so, the Monday night episode before the finale has a recap of the final three's game. Oh, that's so true. To me, that's that can be helpful because it's kind of just right. a reminder of like where these people started whenever it feels like that was like the beginning of 2020 is kind of how it feels. It's been so long ago. So the majority of that episode to me was kind of a recap of here's where the final three started and how they ended up where they are. True. I actually do like that. And I'm glad they do that because it is so long that and so many episodes we've seen so far. Yeah. I do like having that. And it helps me as a viewer who like I already have my opinions about who I think has done the most or is most deserving or whatever but watching it all there and then hearing from them kind of helped me solidify my rankings as in who I thought was most deserving so I thought that was helpful as well yeah I think that recap is good and I mean there's always the jury segment which can get a little heated sometimes but what did you think about Will not being the moderator of the jury I thought about that and that was kind of a bummer like could we not put him on a TV, you know, like he's... <laughs> Zoom um, him in. 
Yeah. Because I just enjoy that. I guess they knew he wouldn't be able to come sit with them. So maybe that's why we had the neighbor thing so Mm -hmm. that we could still kind of see him. Yeah, that's true. And I I feel like Davon in a little bit kind of took that role because she kind of seemed to carry the conversation a little bit. Yes. I enjoyed that. I just always enjoy seeing the jury deliberate and... Y'all know that, like, I like David as a person, but I just don't think this game is for him. When he literally asked Davon, what do you think jury management is? (laughs) I was like, who is this guy? (laughs) What is jury management? How did you make it to the jury and you don't know what that is? Maybe he wanted Davon's opinion on it, but... That's what I would hope. That's what I would hope, but that whole time he was asking questions, I was like, he really doesn't know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think everybody cringed a little bit at that moment. But, I mean, it was just really funny because this jury, I... You know, people would say, like, Enzo has a good social game, and they would say, um, you know, it's impressive that Nicole's made it this far, being a winner but it's kind of like I just got the sense if Cody is at the end he's winning right right (laughs) and so I kind of felt like they're trying to just kind of fool me a little bit Mm. Mm -hmm. it's kind of the impression I got because I'm just like I really don't see this jury maybe maybe if Nicole was at the end with Cody maybe she would get some votes um like I don't foresee that he would have won unanimously and from what I've heard from exit interviews with Davon, she agrees that she doesn't think that Cody would have won unanimously, but he, she thinks he would have still won. And that's kind of how I feel. I'm kind of like, all right, you're not pulling my leg that much because I just, everybody just kind of was like, I don't know. I feel like I could just kind of read through it where it's like, okay, you're saying these things, but I don't think you're actually serious right it's kind of like you're coming up with a con for him because Mm -hmm. you've got to have pros and cons for everybody but that's not really a big con he has very small cons this season Mm -hmm. I mean it's hard to deny so yeah I think that was yeah the recap of the final three and then the jury the jury segment and then they went into the first part of the head of household competition which was you know as per tradition is an endurance competition did you like the zombie theme yes i loved all their acting (laughs) i thought they were like really good (laughs) they really got into it you know i'm sure it's how they feel by now (laughs) how true they probably feel like (laughs) zombies in there i mean you know nicole has experience on bold and the beautiful and cody has experience on hallmark channel i don't know where enzo (laughs) fits into that but you know they have some (laughs) acting experience so good for them i think enzo is just theatrical in real life anyway that's true (laughs) his whole life is just you know over the top in the best way exactly i always enjoy that competition i was trying to remember who had done that i definitely remember it from bb20 but a lot more people usually play in that competition Mm -hmm. i enjoy that competition that is another one that i would like to try to see how i do Mm -hmm. nicole was obviously really smart about figuring out how to lean to not hit the wall and all that but I will say I think that competition is better suited for a small person Mm -hmm. it's such a tiny platform so like having smaller feet first of all is going to help you and just a lighter body weight 
mm-hmm. I think helps you on that. And she, I don't know that she was coming off of that. She was so solid. Yeah. And straight up and down that whole time. So yeah, kudos to her for figuring out how to not hit the wall. That definitely helped her. But I think her body was also built for that sort of competition. Yeah, that's true. And I just, I just really like endurance comps in general. Especially because it it kind of gets the impression that it evens the playing field a little bit because people Mm -hmm. who have upper body strength like Cody and Enzo, you know, theoretically you would say that they would be able to to hold on to that rope better possibly, you know, more so than a girl who's a little over 100 pounds. But yeah, I like those because I get the sense that they, for the most part, are pretty evenly across the board. From what I remember from last season, I didn't feel the same way right so I'm glad that they went back to this challenge which seems to be to me it seems like it really could be anyone's game but yeah I could I could see where you're coming from as far as it could almost be seen as a bit of a perk to be smaller framed yeah and obviously it really helps to be somewhat athletic I don't really consider Enzo I don't think he's out of shape by any means, but I don't know that he has a lot of agility, whereas Cody was incredible with those, like, his feet would come off Mm -hmm. and he would just hold on with his arms and pull himself back up and put his feet back on. I mean, that takes a lot of athleticism. Right. So... There's definitely a lot of different skills. You know, if he didn't have that, he would have been out way earlier. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, you don't really know how people are going to perform. So I I enjoyed that one. Yeah, so Nicole wins the first part of the HOH and immediately advances to part three. And then we go to (laughs) part two. Oh, gosh. (sighs) Do you want to explain that one? I will explain that because the moment... So, okay, my roommate Caitlin watched the season premiere and the season finale of Big Brother with me. (laughs) Wow. I provided a lot of commentary to her. Yeah, she had some funny thoughts, you know, just from an outsider's kind of perspective. Yeah, that's fun. Okay, so when they were explaining this competition, my first thought was this is literally the Hannah Montana photo game from (laughs) DisneyChannelGames.com. If you've ever played it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Do you agree? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Anyway, so it was multi-layered in that they had cardboard cutouts of every evicted house guest. And there would be stats up on the board like three evicted house guests who were never have nots or something like that or the two house guests that were evicted with the same number of votes so you had to have a good memory in that sense and then you had to select all of them you know their cardboard cutouts and get them arranged for this photo and hit the button to take the picture but the kicker was there were these swinging hogs as they said (laughs) I guess to be like a photo hog. Right. <laughs> Maybe a nod to Cliff Hog. <laughs> I'm not Maybe, sure. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, but they are big like foam pigs that were swinging and they had to, you know, get them swinging in the right tempo to where they would not be in the picture. If any part of the pig were in the picture, then it would not count. It was Cody and Enzo that had to do it, and Enzo went first. And I will say, I thought he was doing 
like okay i thought okay you're being a little bit hard on yourself but definitely cody's gonna beat this time (laughs) okay oh my gosh (sighs) yeah enzo enzo finished with 37 minutes a little over 37 minutes and and i love when he's like he's like yeah we know bro we already know yo i already lost man and he's like he probably got like 15 minutes yo And it comes up and it's four, four minutes. Oh, <sighs> we were like, our jaws were on the floor. Like mm-hmm. I knew, are we surprised? He did the exact same thing like on that competition that Tyler timed out of. He was under five minutes again. True. It's incredible, but okay. So as far as the competition goes, I'm not really sure why Enzo didn't think to hop off the balance beam and run up the stairs either. Because I think that slowed him down a lot. And when Cody said that was his strategy, I was like, oh, was there not a rule about that? Like, is there going to be a time penalty or something? Yeah, see, I thought it that maybe Enzo interpreted it as like you have to walk across and back on the balance beam and that's what I figured too especially since he did it first I was like oh that's I you know maybe he just assumed there's a balance beam there so I have to use that I don't know yeah because I think that really slowed him down Um, It wasn't necessarily that he was so bad. Now, where he wasted time was reading two instead of three. Yeah. And the number of house guests he needed to put up in that one puzzle. So that was very unfortunate. Yeah. Honestly, his reaction to the time, it made me so sad. I know. And and I feel like, I, I from what I remember, Cody and Nicole were both crying for him yeah because I think they've just both realized he was just like so defeated and you know he's just like just send me home I know I got third again and you know he's just like done over it I know it's super sad and I didn't blame him with how frustrated he got and I appreciate that he said he told Cody like I'm not upset with you he was very upset with himself and I think he was embarrassed honestly Absolutely. That's totally understandable. I'm sure I would have felt the same way, but it was hard because I I agreed and the jury said it too that he doesn't give himself enough credit in some aspects and I think was just really upset that he couldn't control his fate, take himself to the final two, which I think anyone would understand. Yeah, I I definitely think so too. I'm sure that was that was tough cuz it seemed like yeah, he just wanted to take his fate into his own hands and say I'm taking myself and I'm going to decide what happens. So we saw the first five people evicted, which it was just fun to see them all, you know, via via Skype or whatever <laughs> program they were using. Um, it was fun to see them. And I always am interested to hear what people who have been able to watch the whole season think. Yeah. And it's just so weird how early they went out. Like some of them were there like a month, but it just doesn't feel like it, you know? Yeah, it feels for ever ago like the whole Kaser and Janelle deal feels like not even this season sometimes (laughs) with Cody and Nicole being the ones that were gonna play in part three of the HOH there was some deliberation about well who who are you gonna take Enzo trying to convince Nicole that she couldn't beat Cody 
that neither one of them could beat Cody. And, of course, um, Nicole telling Cody that she was taking him for sure. Which, I don't know if this was a part of Cody's plan exactly or if it kind of worked out for him that the two people he had with him, yes, he had final twos with both of them, but also they weren't really that close either. So there was, like, a lot less temptation, I guess you would say, of taking the other because it was kind of obvious they were going to take the person they were close to. Yeah, that's true. We watched part three of the HOH, which y'all, whenever that live competition happens, whether I'm watching it live or I am binge watching a season of Big Brother, that competition stresses me out like no other. Absolutely. Yeah. There is so much stress. I'll say about this competition, I like how this one was in the sense it was things that actually happened. I much prefer that over the ones they have that were like finished their sentence of what you think they said. Do you remember those? Like where they're saying like, did Christmas say that Memphis was the best player or that she was the best player? Like that? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The kinds of competitions that you're basically guessing what you think the juror is going to say. I don't know. Like, I can see what they're going for as far as, like, how well do you know the jury? But at the same time, it's like, you can't really know for sure. Because you don't know how that person's feeling in the moment. Like... You never really know if the juror is being completely honest. Exactly. Like, are they trying to kind of be tricky? Right. And so to me, that's kind of, un- I mean, I don't think Big Brother is ever really fair. I don't think any reality show is really fair, to be honest. But yeah, I prefer this kind of competition where it's all based on what do you remember from this past, what, like 85 days. That to me is way way more satisfying either way losing or winning that competition it's kind of like well at least you know I, I would know the answers or I should know the answers and I mean those two people Cody got a perfect score and Nicole lost one so it's kind of like yeah you know they knew their stuff they they both impressed me just the amount of knowledge because I'm sure some of those they kind of look like I'm not really sure but <laughs> they had a good educated guess so yeah that was super stressful Yeah, it was impressive. They both did a really good job. Cody continued his streak of winning final HOH competition and getting to choose who he took. I would say he had a much harder time than last time around when he had to choose between Derek and Victoria. Yeah, absolutely. I listened to, uh, again, Rob has a podcast, uh, did their exit interviews, and I listened to those today. And uh, it was interesting to me because Cody, spoiler, takes Enzo to the final two. You know, he had, he had mentioned that he would he had been weighing the pros and cons up until that point, really hadn't had his mindset. He made the remark that if Enzo was not in the final two, like if it were Christmas... For example, he says he would he would take Nicole because he said he had a friendship with both of them. He had a friendship with Nicole and had a friendship with Enzo. And so it would have been a difficult decision from a friendship point of view going either way. But kind of the deciding factor for him was that Nicole is a former winner. I mean, obviously he made the right decision. <laughs> getting all of the jury votes so yeah and I mean I can understand I mean not from personal experience but I could understand where Nicole was she looked emotionally hurt like personally like 
this is my friend who cut me from everything I've heard. She says that she was never going to evict him, that she had thought about it, but just couldn't do it because of their friendship. And, um, you know, I can understand that. I don't know what I would do in that situation personally, especially if you have a, have a friendship relationship outside of the game. I don't know. That's kind of hard to say, but I mean, you can't really blame them. <laughs> I don't think. Um, cause like I mentioned earlier, I feel like a couple jurors would have given Nicole some votes because it is admirable that she made it that far. I totally get it. And he obviously made the right decision for him. Half a million richer. I agree. It's, it's really hard. Obviously he has known Nicole now, you know, for six years, which is hard to believe. So I get that. But I know it was hard because he'd also gotten super close to Enzo. And I don't know what, I don't know if this weighed on his mind at all, but I'm sure somewhere in the back of his mind, well, Enzo has kids and has not won. He didn't even get second place his first time to get the 50. So Maybe that kind of played a role and like, well, he kind of needs the money maybe more than Nicole does. And that's always a tricky thing to really judge. I, I don't think you should award people based on like, oh, well, you need the money for your family. I feel like let's keep this a game, you know, but I'm sure that was probably somewhere in there. But it's really hard when you have two people you're close to and you have to decide because either way, like, yeah, it's super easy for Nicole to say well obviously I would have taken Cody because we're great friends it's super easy for Enzo to say well yeah I'm taking Cody because we're the root (laughs) but (laughs) it's not super easy for Cody to choose between two people that he calls real friends so he is just in a bad position either way you cut it but when he cut her I said well I hope he made the right decision and I felt like if he made it to the end he was winning but you never know how people are going to act juries can be ridiculous sometimes so you it's just it can be unpredictable but like when Julie asked the jury before they knew who the ninth juror was when Julie asked Davon who do you hope comes out or who should Cody have evicted she said Nicole if he's smart mm-hmm. and then Danny said something along the same lines and I was like oh good maybe it was gonna be a closer fight maybe so I'm obviously he did make the right decision and you know I understand she was hurt and I'm sure I would be too but she kind of said it herself. It's like, why did I think that? Of course, they're not going to let a winner get to the end. So. Sure. And I I always appreciate, especially the person who gets out at, you know, third place, like that night. That wound is fresh. Yeah. And I always appreciate when jurors can, you know, look past their own personal issues and really think as far as like, just this is a game. How do I view this game? Not so much like how I'm personally feeling right now. Because she very well could have voted for Enzo. And that would have not let Cody have the first perfect game in Big Brother. True. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When, I don't remember which juror said it. But when they were deliberating and they said all Enzo had to do was put Cody on the block just so he could say, I'm the only one that was never on the block. Yep. (laughs) It's true because it's crazy because Dan is the only one who's ever gotten all the jury votes. And then Derek is the only one who's never been 
nominated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Cody checked both of those boxes, which is crazy. Awesome. On an all-star season. Yeah, which is just insane. But yeah, I mean, they're absolutely right. I mean, they could have easily... He could have easily nominated nominated Cody and been like, well, I haven't been on the block. You have, even though, you know, he would have won veto and Christmas would have gone home. But still. That was a good point that they made. Well, <laughs> when Enzo and Cody were being questioned by the jury, I thought it was really funny, first of all. Enzo, we know, is just entertaining. Um, True. But I was laughing at, like, the cameraman having to follow him around the room. Yes. He was <laughs> um, yes. It's hard when you feel like both people on the block are deserving. Like, in another season, I would have cast my vote for Enzo for sure. Because oh, I think absolutely. he played a really good game. Yeah. And, I mean, I think everyone there agreed that Enzo played the best social game out of anybody there. Yes. Even better than Cody did. Yeah, because he was really friends with everybody, very likable. And that was, he said, that was his strategy, was to Mm -hmm. make everybody love him. And it worked. To me, there are some things about his game that are more impressive than Cody's, like the fact that he was not in the core alliance that Mm -hmm. was in control most of the time, but yet was never a target of theirs. And it really was kind of everybody's side person that they thought they had. That alliance collapsed in on itself rather than saying, okay, another easy vote is let's take out Enzo, who's not part of this committee. And instead, they used him for their side to get out the other side. That was even more impressive when, yeah, when that point about how they took out half of their alliance and he was still there. Mm -hmm. Like, that's really, really impressive. And he is an older player, which I like. And he bonded with everybody. And that's impressive, too. So I just think he's a very good liar. I hope he is not using that in the real world. He's a very good liar in the sense I just I would believe everything he said. There is no difference in the way he acted when he was telling the truth or when he was lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. In another season, I would have said he for sure should have won. At the end of the day, I, I just, I'm not really sure how I could ever deny it was Cody's game. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it really was his game to lose. He dominated the entire thing from start to finish, literally the first HOH and the last HOH. So it's... I know. And when he won that first HOH, I was like, that's not going to, that's going to put a big target on his back. But it opened all those doors for him. I I think what I'm also impressed with, unlike the other two people that I would say he was up against, is that he played a completely different game his second time around. And there are definitely ways that Nicole and Enzo adapted their games, but it was very similar to how they've played in the past. And it's worked for them. She's won, and he has gotten, you know, Enzo has come in third, and then you have them making it to finale night again so obviously you know it worked and they adapted and all that but I really respected how Cody said he's so much more deserving this time than the first time he played and thinking back I I said yeah I mean on BB 16 that was another one 
it was like, if if Derek doesn't win, this is a travesty. <laughs> yes, exactly. And yeah, I mean, you know, if it were Cody versus Victoria, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, it's like an Enzo situation. I, I don't think Victoria and Nicole's game were nearly the same. No. But, you know, if Enzo were sitting next to someone who played similar to Victoria, then yeah, I mean, Enzo would have, Enzo and Cody would have had a very... I think very easy final two segment but yeah it was just because who they sat next to was just like their game was so much bigger and flashier and all that dominating really and I thought Cody did well on his first go round, but there's no denying it was amazing this time overall I'm very satisfied with how the finale went I'm so pumped that he played a perfect game. Like, that is amazing. And now I feel like he has really solidified for himself. He can be one of the top Big Brother players of all time. I don't know how you can deny the fact that he was on an all-star season, won, never got nominated, got all the jury votes, and still came out a likable person. (laughs) Right. I think there are very few people on earth that could do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it was a satisfying end. I think for pretty much everyone involved is what it seems like. Everybody was happy with that result. What were your thoughts on America's Favorite Player vote? So I knew I'd seen a ton of people commenting for Davon, really campaigning Mm -hmm. for her, which I was happy about. So I predicted that it's probably going to be her, but you never know. I, I, again, yeah, I'm like you. I saw a lot of people campaigning for her, even alumni and uh, Dominic Briones, uh, Danny's husband, was even campaigning for Davon. So there are a lot of people that were campaigning for her, and I totally think she was deserving of it, absolutely. But I figured the top vote-getters would have been Davon and maybe, like, Janelle. So I was surprised when they said Tyler. Like, I think Janelle and Kaser for sure would have had a lot of votes, but from what I've seen in years past on these shows... If you don't make it to like the jury or something where you are seen until the end, it's not that people forget about you, but people have more of a reason to vote for someone else. So, yeah. I mean, the top two vote getters, Davon and Tyler, are both people who have already won America's Favorite Player. So, it should make them feel pretty good that <laughs> they have played again and they can know that America still likes them. <laughs> And almost as exciting, Julie announced that Big Brother's coming back. Woo! Next summer, so... Are you going to apply? <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never had a desire to play Big Brother. I love watching it. I just couldn't commit to that amount of time. And it is like psychologically taxing on these people. I don't know. I don't know about that. But especially <laughs> now, I definitely could not commit to really over like 100 days. And even more than that, because you got to do press and who knows what else. But I'm excited because I'm assuming it's going to be a new cast. So we'll yeah. kind of have some fresh meat in there. I, I hope it's a good cast. Are you applying, Callan? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no? I... I mean, look, if they called me up and said, you want to be on it, I would definitely say yes. But 
I don't know. Now, I think I would rather do that than Survivor. It is funny because we have had the conversation. Because you hear about it pretty often, I feel like, for CBS shows. That people originally audition for one show and then end up on something else that they did not originally audition for. So we've had that conversation you know, Callan, what if they call you up and say, this is Big Brother calling. We want you. <laughs> I know. I think we've had, the, we've given each other permission that, you know, if we get individually cast for one of these shows, the other one has to do it, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, maybe I would be like Rachel and meet my husband on Big Brother. You know, That's true. There you go. Don't shut the door on <laughs> showmances. Okay? Right. In many cases, they're more successful than dating shows. I think you would excel at Big oh, Brother. I think I think you would. Maybe they'll bring back the duos. Okay, I think, yeah, maybe I should take that back. If there is a duo twist, then I'll commit to do it with Callan. Okay. If not, yeah, Callan's taken me to Amazing Race after she wins Big Brother, so. And then our winnings on Amazing Race would be more like... 75 for me 25 for you i feel like that's only fair (laughs) i guess so i mean if i already got half a million on big brother i guess you can take a bigger percentage no no i'm just (laughs) i'm just playing Uh, and then we can use our exposure to get our friend ben on survivor there you go exactly but you know maybe we could uh you know maybe survivor will have like a i don't know maybe we could be a family visit for someone or maybe (laughs) they would maybe they would make those giant idol heads of us oh and we could go out there for a little while have a fijian vacation that sounds nice yes and i just don't want to (laughs) play i know (laughs) and not even like the gameplay like the gameplay doesn't intimidate me like i know it would be difficult but like i just don't want to camp for that long yeah (laughs) i don't want to rough it for for that long that just sounds miserable i would be totally down to play the game of survivor Mm -hmm. not where i had to sleep on some wood yeah. Yes. And win a pillow. Okay. <laughs> you win a pillow. I love it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm totally the same way. Like if Survivor was like you can stay at a resort in Fiji and you know, I don't even have to have like champagne and you know, like caviar every night. Just give me some like fast food or something. That's fine. You'll probably have the same digestive issues as you would starving. So <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what a journey. This episode has been a journey. This uh this was a good time. That's it. <laughs> That's it, yo. That's it, yo. That's it. The root. The root. Elite eight. Elite eight. (laughs) I just remember that night, whoever got evicted, I don't even remember. But it was, you know, after there's like that buffer between like when they watch the evicted persons on the memory wall, they watch their face become black and white. Yeah. And he's just like, elite eight, yo. Elite Eight, Elite Eight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, stop. We get it. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. <sighs> anyway. It has been so much fun 
discussing Big Brother with you every week. I can't wait until next season. Yes, I'm excited. It'll be it'll be good. You know, sometimes it's nice to have a breather from all the content. So it'll be nice to have, you know, a few days a week back for us. For sure. It will definitely give me personally time to catch up on things I've been trying to watch for years. So True. But, I mean, that officially closes a chapter from our podcast. So It does. Kind of crazy. I know. It's the end of an era. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Uh, but don't worry because we are talking about our fave show amazing race every week as well so you have that to look forward to um we will be chatting about that in our next episode um so be sure to listen to that and follow us on all of the social media platforms email us everything's linked in the show notes we would love to chat with you and if you listen to this all the way through then I'm assuming you are a Big Brother fan so you can let us know if you were happy with Cody coming out on top. And let us know if you would play Big Brother. I'm curious. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this season of Big Brother. I don't know if I should say that. I'm not responsible for what (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, We do not take responsibility. Yeah, no. Thank you all so much for listening. We have enjoyed talking about Big Brother all season long, and we appreciate you joining in for the ride with us. But Mm -hmm. until our next episode, I'm Callan. I'm Anna. Expect the unexpected.